1: to another episode of the Galactic Driftwood podcast. I'm Bill. I'm John. I'm Linda.
2: I'm Charles. And I'm Seth.
1: And uh, we got a lot of uh, nerd news that we're going to be talking about today. Oop. <clears throat> Excuse COVID. Me.
2: COVID.
0: <laughs>
1: you
3: had COVID. Bill Bill is dying and I'm the new host. <laughs>
2: uh, it's Sean, the new host.
4: Yay! Oh, oh, come
2: on. on. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Speaking of Sean, um,
2: but we do have a lot to talk about today,
1: a lot of uh, things going on in nerd news. And I think it uh, be appropriate if we started off with uh, a sad announcement being the um, death of Sean Connery, who yeah. is uh, famous not only for his role as uh, 007 James Bond, but also in lots of other movies. Um, uh, Hunt for Red October comes to mind. Zardoz, Zardoz, Zardoz. Zardoz. John, John did a cosplay of Sean Connery. Terrible Zardoz. movie,
2: but yes, what a fun cosplay that was. Yep. Highlander,
1: um,
3: Highlander, Highlander. Yep. Juan Sanchez Villobos Ramirez.
2: Yes. Watch and, then, mouth. and then he <laughs> then he re, he he re, uh, reprised that role in Highlander's Two, which was the worst movie I think of all time. Uh,
3: you only think that if you didn't see Highlander uh, 3 or Highlander The Source.
2: Or Highlander I, I never 18. saw The Source, but I thought 3 was better than 2.
3: Ooh, I don't know, man. 3 was... I mean, 2 was bad. Dude,
2: they had, like, weird hoverboards in 2.
4: Hoverboards? Yeah. I'm not saying
3: that 2 wasn't bad, but 3 was bad. <laughs>
4: Well, who will be Bond now? Like,
3: Highlander is one of the... I am surprised Highlander ever got a TV series because the quality of the movies went... Right. ...directly into the ground and just kept digging until the (laughs) the TV series came out.
2: So they should have... They they effectively should have destroyed the
3: franchise,
2: but... Yeah, somehow
3: they... Somehow they didn't destroy the franchise, and but the the best thing the TV series did was like, yeah, none of the movies happened, but the McClouds are real.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, red is fun. Red Conning can be good.
3: Here's Connor in the first episode, and then he goes away forever, and now it's Duncan.
2: So they red Connor. No, they that, didn't retcon the They retcon
3: the prize. <laughs> they like they retcon the first, starting with the first movie.
2: I I I never did watch the show, so they took away. There can be only one.
3: No, there can still only be one. So, tech. I think the way they explained it was like the first movie did happen, and Connor had his big fight with the Kurgan, and they thought that was the prize but it wasn't real I don't know uh,
2: what was the prize up admit what <laughs> no
3: no what you still don't know like the the first movie said that it was growing old and being able to have kids uh, the second movie what a
2: prize
3: <laughs> the second movie was that you got to go home to your home planet of blah 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 and rejoin the civil war that you got sent to earth for fighting in in the first Place, I don't know.
2: What? Uh, happen- all right, they're aliens now.
3: Yeah, that's what the second. Yeah, in the all second right. movie, they established that the immortals were aliens banished to Earth as punishment for going against. That's their
2: right. I thought they retconned I thought they redcanned all of that in the third movie. That they, they did. All right, so they brought <laughs> that back in the show. Yeah. Okay. So, so, well, movie. maybe they didn't
3: retcon it in the third movie. Like they play around like the thir- the second movie takes place forward in time when Connor's really old. Sorry Linda, this is a nerd podcast. You just got to deal with You got like to deal with it. This
4: is a nerd podcast. I'm trying to keep up and I'm like who retcon? what? Say it. Cuz I haven't seen any of them. So. so the
3: second movie happens after Connor wins the pro like uh 50 years or so after Connor wins the prize. Uh he's had a kid. Uh, and oh, that was the prize. He's had a kid. The kid's died, and his wife has died, and he's all alone and growing old. And the Earth is in the middle of this well, uh, could... environmental apocalypse, basically.
4: Oh, wow! And
3: he- yeah. here's the like, the second movie is so dumb because it establishes that they were all aliens from all the immortals were aliens from another planet, and they were banished by the evil ruler of this planet to Earth for opposing him and so that they would just, like, kill each other off and their memories of this other planet were taken away. Mm. And the second movie is the ruler of this alien planet finding out that Connor has won the prize, gained the knowledge that he came from this planet and could choose to go back but hasn't come back, so the alien ruler decides to come to the planet to fight him.
2: First, he sends two buffoons who use these <laughs> hoverboards to try to put him down, Hover and who blast. die really fast. Yeah, they do because yeah, it's just like you're surprised they actually don't accidentally kill themselves. They're they're so stupid. But <laughs> All right, how can how can Connor win the prize? and yet there's still more immortals i thought he had to well, kill all the immortals
3: there, they they he like as soon as there become more immortals on the planet the prize goes away like a, it resets. He doesn't have the prize like as soon, when he won he became mortal <laughs> and when these new guys come over they make him immortal again
5: hmm. huh. and oh, he wow.
3: killed like he at, like he was an old man and these guys show up and basically throw their necks on his sword, and then he becomes yes. young and fit exactly. again.
2: Exactly. It's like so. The, what you're saying is the cake is a lie. The immortality <laughs> and the prize aren't real.
0: Right?
3: And no, they are real. He could have in the second movie. He could have chosen to go back to the planet and potentially start opposing this guy again. Uh, but. He never chose to, and the guy decided to come after him, and then ended up dying because of it.
2: I try. I'm thinking. I remember the ruler of the planet as being really campy. Oh yeah, like like <laughs> like makes Ming the Merciless look like a Puritan kind of campy.
3: Like the whole the whole second movie is pure camp. I maybe should. We maybe should watch it. Let's watch yeah. one and two. Let's. Yeah, there, watch I Highlander
2: think we need to do that. Two. Yeah, we, we yep. probably should. Because yep. we should we should we, we have
4: not uh how many are there
2: we have there no... are three
3: movies in the original series um. uh Highlander one and I, don't, I' like I know this because I was a big Highlander fan because my parents actually watched let me watch Highlander when I was a kid
4: oh like, I watched
3: the show and then they let me watch the movie they pro the movies they probably should not have uh, <laughs> at least for uh I don't know. Uh, but uh, so there's Highlander one, in which uh, Connor McLeod fights the Kurgan and wins the prize. There's Highlander two, in where wherein he finds out that they are all immortals, or they are all from another planet, and they come and fight him, and it's a whole. And bleh. Sean
2: and Sean Connery's back from the dead somehow. Yeah, that's part of
3: what happened. I don't remember how it happened, but it's. Crazy. Uh, and then Highlander 3, the Sorcerer, in which there were a handful of immortals who got locked underground for a thousand years and for wow. some reason they didn't ca- like <clears throat> Connor had won the prize right up until these guys are released from their underground prison and Then he he has to fight Becomes immortal and has to fight them all again It was really Mm. contrived I think it was a direct to video one
4: Mm. And then 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 there were more
3: Well then they started the TV series Which was a flat out It kept uh, Connor McCloud being around And brought in the new runner Duncan McCloud
5: I do have to say at the time I really enjoyed the TV series
2: i think uh, i think a lot of people did i never really saw it
5: i didn't either oh
3: i I love the tv series i've got four or five of the seasons on dvd uh but yeah so the tv series completely rebooted everything and and followed a new member of the clan mcleod and connor would show up occasionally Ah. Uh,
2: how could how could Duncan exist? Yet Connor still won the prize.
3: Because in the show, reboots it. He didn't win the prize.
2: Mm. So so there, he didn't win the prize at all. Unlike no. movie where he he did win the prize, but they reset it somehow.
3: Yeah. So uh, immortals have this thing that they call the gathering, where at some point all the surviving immortals will be drawn to one place and so that was supposedly what happened in the original movie so that just never happened and they were never like the show just said sure there was a fight in new york connor's a person uh we're and but there's still tons and tons of immortals and in fact there's new immortals coming or showing up on a regular basis
5: hmm.
3: and uh, the show also has Richie in it who is one of these new immortals who Duncan trains
2: so if Old Guard starts having weird hoverboards then you know the series is going downhill it's, it's <laughs> it, sounds,
4: like it. it sounds like it was a really good uh, Sean Connery type movie because he, he does really good in that genre yeah. the
2: first one he did really well the Uh second one he did everything he could i i I, (laughs) everything he could well the only thing i can think of is the check must have been astounding for it to make him do it it's like it was really bad i mean it was like it it was self-evidently bad they had to know it was it was a turd sandwich while they were making it (laughs) yeah it lost Well, i remember it being horrible yeah so like yeah,
3: it pretty much did away with everything that had made uh that made that uh so He definitely everything that made for... the the uh, that made Highlander good the the really good the no I won't say really good sword fights because this was before they really figured out how to do sword fighting cinematography. Uh but like the flashbacks to the memories.
4: Oh my god, I love that outfit
3: yeah he he was a fantastic character
2: oh do you have a picture of connery and uh his uh his uh uh zardo's outfit his highlander outfit
4: yeah yeah this is a highlander outfit yeah Uh, and he's got he's got the peacock feathers just down that's awesome (laughs) i want this outfit right here there it is yeah Uh, he it was can a supposedly be yours,
2: Linda, Spanish nobility, right.
3: but he still sounded Scottish. <laughs> he still had that Sean Connery voice.
2: I know. I love that. <laughs> kind of like, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch's con was still rather British.
3: So, yeah, right.
2: So, <laughs> it's like, yeah.
3: I don't know if Highlander would have been such a good movie or it would have been a good movie without Sean Connery and Christopher Lambert. The Lambert, however you say his name, because the guy, uh, Christopher Lambert played Connor McLeod, and he has one of those cool voices, just like Sean Connery did.
2: Yeah, well, hmm. it's more of a John Claude Van Dab accent rather than a, <laughs> yeah. but it's like yeah, he had it and it worked. It worked really well. In fact, that's really the only thing I've ever seen him in that really worked for him. So, you know. Yeah. Don't.
1: Well. While we're on the,
2: Christopher Lambert
3: or uh, Christopher Lambert, Connery.
2: Christopher Lambert.
3: Oh, he was also Raiden in Mortal Kombat, and he did a good Raiden. I mean, that's definitely whitewashing, but
2: yeah, that's, there's another show waiting to happen. The whitewashing yeah, so show. We, we should do that sometime.
3: Christopher Lambert just has a good voice, and I think he's done some voice acting too. I should I should look it up sometime. It's
2: definitely, it's unique. It's, yeah, it is. It's kind of like Morgan Freeman. It's like, it, it's a stamp. He's got his own. Like, you hear the voice and you know it's him.
1: Yeah.
3: Yeah. I mean, now that I'm thinking about it, maybe he's not really a great actor. Maybe I just really liked his voice and <laughs> I really liked him a great Highlander.
2: <laughs> And it's like you. You're a huge, you know, basic, look, anyone who's into anime is into voice acting because, you know, and it's like, I I, I understand, I do, which is, you know, is, is, is he in any, uh, any famous anime?
3: Not to my knowledge. Like, all I really know, really know, like off the top of my head, uh, Christopher Lambert for being in is uh, Highlander and Mortal Kombat. Those are the two things that I've seen him in and remember him in. But now that I'm thinking back on his performances in those, he's maybe not a great actor. Maybe he's a great B-movie actor, but I don't think he's got what one would call a lot of range.
2: Right, I would agree. And his voice would actually limit his range. It's because, I mean, there's no way, you know how like, like, I mean, especially like British people can literally do an American accent. I don't, I don't even know how they do it, but it's like uh, Christopher Lambert. You're gonna know Christopher Lambert
0: is yeah.
2: is not like kind of like Arnold Schwarzenegger, just you know.
4: <laughs> I'll be back.
3: Like I don't know what book I would listen to him read. But I'd probably listen to him read an entire book.
2: Hmm. Yeah, that's an interesting thought, right there. Not not necessarily a really long one. I mean, like no. Dune, like Dune, but it's like um, a short, and it can't be a happy book because no, always, yeah, it's, it's got to be. There's got to be drama and a little bit of tragedy. It, 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 it be should be
3: better. a book from the perspective of the villain.
2: Yes. Yes, there we go, right there. What is your guys' favorite
4: Sean Connery movie?
1: I um, I would say any of the Bond movies that he was in.
4: Hunt for Red October.
1: Oh, Hunt for Red October is also one of my favorites. Yeah, um, but you know, while we're talking about him uh, and his, well,
2: I mean, I, I'd kind of like to real quick. Oh yeah, what uh, is your favorite Bond or um, Sean Connery movie, Charles? What was that one Uh,
5: uh, where he plays, he plays like a, I was just trying to look it up so I can't remember what it was called. He plays a a cop during Prohibition.
3: Mm. Oh, the the Untouchables.
5: Yeah, the The Untouchables. Untouchables. Yeah, I just, I remember kind of, I must've been young enough then that I I remember liking, he was a good father figure in the Untouchables, a little bit drunk. But a nice guy, you know. Ozardos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't
4: know. <laughs> Not a mean drunk. Outland. That was one I liked too. Yeah,
2: I like. That's what I was going to say. Is Outland. Outland. I liked Outland. It, it was weird for its time because it was like a an early '90s movie. Yeah. And it wasn't campy like a Stallone uh, sci-fi movie. It was. It had a slower pace, but I, I, I found it quite enjoyable. I did. It's a about a. A mining operation on the, the yep, uh, that's right Jupiter's moon io and it's yeah. you know, the, the the company was corrupt that was doing the mining and Connery was the sheriff or the marshal of that town and they did something wrong and he was going to report them to earth so and they were they, they were coming the after assassins. him yeah they were sending uh, assassins to come get him
4: and it it's was like a, a
2: slow one. motion too because they they set him on the shuttle that comes every week. So Connor, Connor knew they were coming. He had a week to live because he, when the shuttle got there, the assassins were going to try to kill him. So it, it was a it was an interesting pick. I liked it. I did.
5: Mhm.
4: Uh-huh. It was.
5: Yeah, I, I I kind of forgotten how many good like um it, it
2: is it's easy to forget how many movies Sean Connery's in. It's like it's like I did a lot of them. He's in the yeah. background.
3: Indiana
5: uh, Jones on the last crusade yeah and right he, he somehow because that that to me was just a horrible premise
1: the last and, crusade
5: well yeah well the holy grail. Yeah, had a meeting Indiana Jones's father and all that uh, uh, but it seemed to work
1: yeah
5: I mean, Sean Connery did a good job there I, I
1: I think one of my favorite scenes in that movie is him running with the umbrella. And uh, shooing (laughs) up the birds into the air to get the strafing plane to have to
2: veer off or crash. Yeah.
3: And then having that really clever quote, whatever, like he had a really good line right there.
2: We named the dog
3: Indiana? No.
1: That was was one of the good lines.
3: (laughs) Yeah, I thought one of the funnier parts of that movie is when uh, Indy finds out that he slept with the same... uh, Sure. Yeah. By his, his father.
2: Yeah, I remember his quote.
1: Um, he says, "You know, I was the next man." He didn't say that. But <laughs> Indiana Jones character said that.
4: Oh God.
3: But he was also in. Oh, I was just looking. Dragonheart.
4: hmm Oh yeah. He was the dragon. Oh wow. And and of course, let's not forget. That Zardo. would be the one
2: I'd want for a dragon, and that, that's because it, it has right. style and class and poise. It's like, and dragons are 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 awesome creatures. So I think that would be fitting. And I'm, huh. I'm sad to see Mr. Connery die.
1: Yeah. Well, what do you oh, as, what do you guys think about uh, the new 007 that was announced recently? Um, I have
2: I I did not know that they announced it. What? Yes,
1: uh, it's a, a black woman. Her name is Lashana Lynch, and she's going to play the new 007 um, in the film. Um, she's going to play the role of Nomi, I think is how you say that. N-O-M-I. She's going to be a double O agent who steps in to replace Daniel Craig's bond after he is exiled. So we don't
2: What's that? I can hear sad puppies howling now? (laughs) Oh no! Sad puppies for our listeners are a bunch of racist, misogynistic uh, um, assholes who just uh cannot deal with diversity in uh pop culture right well there Um, really hasn't
4: been any diversity in james bond (laughs) but
2: but in all honesty it's a british series and there's not a lot of diversity in britain so
3: yeah so, so like one of the things about like so someone who's maybe seen more bond movies are they all is James Bond in every movie supposed to be the same person? Yes. Or is James yes. Bond a code name that is passed no. from person to person?
5: Well, well no. the double O is the 007 is a the double O is a license.
3: But it is yep. supposed
5: to be the same James Bond. It's a license. Yeah, to it's supposed kill. to be the
1: same James Bond, and he's one of the double agents, 007 in that case. But at every incarnation almost like uh similar to doctor who where you have all these different characters but they're all the doctor um Mm -hmm. the same thing with bond so you just have to assume that that's james bond no matter what he looks like
2: 007 regenerates and becomes a new new James Bond.
1: right right so yeah so i think it'll be good i'm looking forward to the uh new uh the uh new movie the new movie is going to be called. No, is time, that, to no time to die. No die time now? to die. Right. So... Just too busy. Can't. Just too Can't... busy.
5: Yeah. <laughs> just too busy. It's the modern times. Yeah. Yeah, it's the COVID yeah. world. <laughs> I,
3: I don't know how you guys feel, but I've always I like I preferred Bond when it was, when they were campier movies. Like oh, just the yeah, whole yeah. oh I didn't.
2: There's I hated the campy right Who's your favorite bond?
1: Sean. I mean, Con- well, I like both Daniel Craig and Sean Connery. Uh, I am
2: totally Roger Moore. Oh, Roger Moore is my Dude. favorite bond. I, I, no, that's my opinion. You can't. I know. Tell. No, but
1: I mean, in my opinion, he was the worst bond.
2: I, I think he was the best. No, I, I think Timothy Dalton I was worse. I don't want to yeah. cause like a, a, a total Fuffle
5: about you know <laughs> Bond. It's like, yeah. No problem, See, see, when I when I was when I was a kid, I read all the James Bond novels. So, I like, I really like Casino Royale, yeah, mm-hmm. because it 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 came well. It's the closest to. I mean, other than, well, I guess some of the Sean Connery ones are, are, are close. Are you talking to, about the
1: the Casino Royale movie with Daniel Craig?
5: Correct.
1: Yeah. I thought that was that was an excellent. He's excellent the closest,
5: Bond. I think, to uh, to the novel.
2: Mm-hmm. But uh, that is a hell of a good picture.
4: I think this is. A, I think they're wax. I think this is a wax museum picture.
0: Huh.
3: The, the first uh, Bond movie I ever saw, and probably the one that I would most readily watch again, mm-hmm. is GoldenEye. So, yeah Pierce I mean, Brosnan
4: was also a very good bond
2: I liked uh, Moonraker
4: oh yeah yeah
3: I mean, that's just a cool name
5: I'm gonna have to I I've been waiting my whole life now just about since I read the 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 you know in the first book was Casino Royale and I think that's where in, in one of the books that I read as a kid I, and I think it's the first one James Bond uh, removes the cyanide capsule from his tooth yeah. Uh, because he he thought it, it took the edge away if he had a way out, um, ah. <laughs> and I just thought that was the coolest thing, and I've never seen it in a James Bond movie, right, right. But I and I wish they'd have put it in where he just he goes to the restroom and he uh, removes the uh, the tooth, the the tooth basically, uh, so that so that he doesn't have a way out, right.
2: Huh. That, that is cool. That, that, is, that is that is dedication. That is cool. I like that.
1: But I, I don't I, know. I personally uh, cyanide. I think would be a horrible way to go.
2: yeah it's quick. Is it? is it? It is in the movie. <laughs> I don't know if cyanide's quick in real life, but in the movie they bite down on their tooth and then their mouth. Well, they did so.
5: And that's right. And one of these late, latest bad guys, that was one of the, I don't remember which one, it, uh, right. He he dissolved his face because he tried to yeah. do the Sinai cap. Right. That's where they kind of introduced it back in. But um <clears throat> uh I wish they would said, I don't know. <laughs> it's just one of the most badass things I've ever read. And then I keep waiting for them to put it in some place <laughs>
3: So, anyway, I just Googled how quick a death is cyanide.
1: Yeah, I did top too. The
3: link is Suicide Prevention Lifeline. I think I, I, did.
1: I went to a page that says uh, cyanide is the ideal poison for want to be poisoners. Um, oh, want to be poisoners? Yeah, cyanides are extremely toxic, and only a small amount of material is sufficient to kill a person. Uh, mm. For yeah, example, a person who weighs past. 160 pounds and ingests 0. 0.36 grams will die within three days. Oh. Within three days? Three that's days. Time. Yes. <laughs> the more you know. If he ingests 55 grams, um, oh, it's 50% possibility of dying within three days if you ingest 0. 0.36 grams. It's 90% chance that you'll die in three days if you ingest 0. 0.55 grams. Oh, so,
2: that is not efficient
1: no a <laughs> teaspoon of salt for comparison contains 7.2 grams so um yeah
3: okay so if cyanide is inhaled it can cause a coma with caesar's apnea and cardiac arrest wow. arrest with death following in a matter of seconds so oh, when you bite your tooth, you're probably trying to inhale, inhale it, it. Yeah. more than you're right. attempting to swallow.
4: Ah, that makes sense.
1: Cyanides can be made by amateurs from readily available sources.
4: Oh, great. I, I know what right. our next exactly. experiment
1: will be. Ah, the shells of almonds. In particular, fresh and somewhat green
5: shells.
2: I thought that was arsenic. No? No? All right.
5: Well, you know, it was it was cyanide in the Scooby Doo episode. Scooby
4: Doo. <laughs> <laughs> well, right. metal Raggy. Ki- those meddling kids. Plastic
1: right parts up. made of polyurethane, well, including polyurethane-based paint, can be used to uh, create cyanide.
4: That's why you're supposed to use that in a well-ventilated area.
2: Huh. Isn't that a hell of a thing?
4: Huh. Wow, mm-hmm.
2: we, this went dark really fast.
4: It did. It always always does.
2: (laughs) That was, yeah. All right, well, rest in peace, Mr. Connery.
1: Yep, you will be missed.
2: Thank you for all the entertainment. Yep. What do we want to talk about next?
1: Well, do we want to uh, touch on the fact that Johnny Depp was forced to exit the Fantastic Beasts franchise?
3: Sure, we could do that. He was forced to exit the Fantastic Beasts franchise.
1: Yes, Yes, so... Um, he uh, said, I wish to let people know I've been asked to resign by Warner Brothers from my role as Grindelwald in Fantastic Beasts, and I have respected and agreed to that request. Uh, His exit from the Harry Potter spinoff series comes days after he lost his libel case against The Sun, a British tabloid that published an article in 2018 alleging he was a wife beater. Depp Uh, said he plans to appeal the ruling. So Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, I imagine that his dismissal from the film is directly tied to his failure to win that case.
2: This is yet another uh, landmark in what has turned out to be just basically a three or five year car crash that is Johnny Depp and Amber Heard's relationship. It's like, they have just been... Each one of them is is trying extra extra hard to destroy each other to the point where they're actually destroying each other. Hmm. It's I don't even
3: they're just destroying themselves.
2: Yeah, straight up War of the Roses stuff. It's like
4: oh yeah, that movie was awesome.
2: Yeah, that movie was awesome. But it's like yeah, a couple that ends up hating each other so much that they don't care if they die as long as the other one does. It's like wow, and and I, I feel that's where Amber Heard and Johnny Depp are right now. They're their careers are in flames and it's like uh, they're, they're nothing but basically tabloid fuel. It's like everyone's just watching this car crash that is their former life and it's like they're both crazy. I don't even understand it.
3: Well, from a Fantastic Beasts perspective did anyone actually see did anyone see the last Fantastic Beast? I haven't. I didn't we saw the first one yeah
1: i've not seen it, the second one
2: was that crimes of grindelwald yeah i did not see that no
1: i even forgot that it was out
3: yeah it's been out for years and i oh yeah like the for, the first fantastic beast was okay like it was pretty good but i don't yeah. know that i don't think i was as interested in the series enough to like go and see the next movie and i that doesn't bode well for the third one
2: it wasn't the it wasn't the successor to harry potter that i thought it was going to be no and it's like i mean so i guess i guess what uh, uh warner brothers is saying is it's not okay to be a wife beater but it's okay to be a transphobic
1: Yeah, it was released in november of 2018
5: which one's not trans- that. Oh, yeah.
2: But they're standing by. Uh, yeah, the author. Yeah. Well, I don't know
3: if it's so they, much they, as they're standing by the author as they might have contractual obligations at this point.
2: Yeah, and it's like, uh, actually, she probably has at least controlling interest in the franchise, doesn't she?
3: I have no idea what she's got, but I mean, they'd have, they'd have had contracts with. Uh, Production companies, contracts with the actors, uh, all sorts of stuff that uh, makes it infeasible to, to uh, cancel a whole movie series uh, because w- the author of the original book series ten- is currently in the process of lighting all of her public good credit on fire
2: and yes, Dancing in the Ashes. <laughs> she will not back down from that either. I, I don't see the win for that. I really don't. Mm-hmm. Can can anyone explain that to me? Why people come out and say these things, dig themselves in uh, to the detriment of their image? I, I mean, it's like, I mean, even if JK does not approve of uh, trans women, what is the win for her to say so?
4: You'd have to ask her.
2: Yeah, I I think
4: it's (laughs) what I think is more surprising
3: is that she's just so deaf to her audience. Yeah, Yeah, right. And like, she wrote something that's so important to so many trans people and LGBTQ, just like an entire an entire generation that she's like, like kind of taught to taught that you resisted the evil fascist wizard government and now she's like becoming like she's not listening to them like she's the one who taught them these things
2: yeah it's sad it makes me sad for that generation it does
1: well speaking of that sort of thing um the um star trek discovery third season is making some um notable inroads in representation Uh, they have uh, two new characters that were recently introduced Um, adria and if you're looking at that image on your screen right now she is uh, second from the end on the right um, in between um, dr colbert who's on the very end and paul stamets who's on her uh, right and uh, so she that's the character, Adria, and um, she and another character, which I didn't see in that picture, uh, named Gray, are played respectively by the non-binary actor, Blue Del Barrio, and the trans actor, Ian Alexander. And um, it, uh, according to Variety, uh, yeah, there they are. Uh, according to Variety, it says, uh, it's hard to overstate... How significant of a milestone this is for LGBTQ representation on TV in general, and for Star Trek specifically. Um, despite groundbreaking portrayals on other shows, trans and non-binary characters remain quite rare on TV, and there has never been explicitly identified trans and non-binary representations on Star Trek. So, um, I, yeah, I think it's uh, I think it's a great milestone. I mean, Star Trek is. Um, yeah. Had a history
2: you know, of being inclusive.
1: Right, right. I mean, if you look at the original series when it first came out, how they had um, uh, Nichelle Nichols in the role of Lieutenant O'Hara, a black woman in a position of power uh, and respect on the uh, part of the bridge crew. Um, Asian male, uh,
2: Sulu, uh, Russian uh, right. the bridge. Uh, right.
1: And, and George Takei. Yeah. yeah um nope. asian americans so um you know I, I think this is great and you know um the shows a number of the shows uh you know i can think of a few of next generations where they touched on different
2: um well, aspects like,
1: of the, culture dealing the,
2: with new space nine had uh had uh the trill right Dex and it's like dax was definitely it's like i think they're trying to approach the idea of transgender hmm with uh for the best they could in the 90s they couldn't come right out and talk about it but they could they could circle the wagons and try to do it this way and i think they did a fairly good job of trying to explain the worldview yeah
1: yeah. i remember i remember one next gen show where Riker um had fallen in love with um an individual of a race where they had no gender but the woman or the the character felt like she was female and wanted to identify as a female and was attracted to Riker. And I guess, as I recall, the way it ended up, they actually took her for some re-education or...
4: It was called the outcast.
2: Well, well, yeah, that was sad. I kind of almost felt that was Riker uh, imposing heteronormative behavior
5: Mm.
2: on on a population. I, I felt that, that what Riker was doing was actually something that someone in Riker's position shouldn't do. So it's hmm. like how they feel, how they don't feel is not important. I mean, it is important, but it's like uh, what Riker did was seems to be imposing his uh, gender normative behavior on a population. And it's like, it, 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 it looks inclusive to me, but it's—I don't think it is.
3: Well, it was about how the character felt about, like herself.
4: Right. Like, I thought he was trying to help her figure out.
5: Yeah.
1: Yeah. That, I? I. It's been a while since I've that
3: seen way. that episode. Yeah. It it my understanding is.
1: A rewatch, but.
3: Yeah, my my understanding is like she uh, the the character who he had a relationship with in that episode, would have been forced to conform to her society.
1: Right. Yeah. Versus her own feelings of sexual right. identity. So, almost the opposite of what we have here, where they the people want to try to put people into boxes, you know, you're male, you're female. Well, I, mean, I mean, that species...
2: Did, did an interesting thing where they had a third gender in a species... And uh, Trip, if anyone remembers the Enterprise series. Yeah, um, I do. Trip, uh, what, what, what was Trip? Chief Engineer? Yeah. Um, uh, actually, Connor tr- um, Trier
1: played that Oh, third,
2: yeah. The third gender come out uh, as, uh, as more binary. Mm. And um, in the end, they ended up destroying the third gender because they say Trip ruined it. Oh. Uh, it was kind of that, that, that's the progenitor.
4: Like, that was called progenitor, Cro yeah. uh, co genitor. Oh,
2: yeah. That one almost made me like tear up a little bit. That was, I wasn't huh. expecting it, I wasn't expecting the complete destruction, but it's like, um, and trip got a reprimand,
4: uh, a pretty bad one
2: <laughs> from for, for for his role in that because he oh, ruined, it? Her,
4: yeah, her
2: relationship. Ruined the relationship between that species and uh, the Federation.
4: Yeah, Archer and, was pretty pissed.
2: I imagine Riker didn't help relations.
4: <laughs> what kind of relations? Right. I think Riker had relations. That was well,
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, in the Shatnerian kind of way, but yeah, <laughs> shall we say, but yeah. What huh. do you think, Charles? You're very quiet.
5: You know, I was just trying to, which, which is the one, the Seth McFarland. Uh, Oh, Orville, yeah, they have the two. Uh, they have the, oh, the, the Machlan, yeah, the, yeah, the gay couple. They, they that's they, right, they reassign,
2: they're not necessarily they're like, gay, they're they're macklin
1: yeah, they have their children reassigned
4: sexually, right? Yeah, oh, that's right, yeah, well, yeah.
5: technically. I don't know, in uh, well, yeah, I don't know the right word, <laughs> but um. Gender
1: reassignment, I think, is what they called
5: it. Yeah, mm-hmm. but they were to, to be attracted to the woman of the species was considered abnormal as a um,
2: male. They, they consider them not to exist, even yeah. though they do. So, right. which th- I thought that was brilliant by Seth McFarlane because there's so many uh, current issues you can talk about with the mocklands. Um they're, they're a very good uh, foil. For mm. social commentary. It's like, I'm looking forward to seeing season three, but I've heard that season three is the last season.
1: No, they've already started filming season four. Uh, they of Discovery. Have you yeah. Yet?
4: No, I Orville, he Discovery.
2: said.
1: Oh, sorry, Orville. the Orville.
2: Oh, gotcha. yeah. McFarlane doesn't want to do it anymore, apparently. I oh. I don't know why. Huh. Interesting. He's That's... trying to encourage Hulu to continue uh, the union, the, the, the whole universe. Yeah. Um, but he doesn't want to be a part of it anymore. And I don't know why, because he went to a great deal of effort to create his own Star Trek.
4: Yeah. Well, it maybe he wants to go on to something else. Maybe, mm-hmm.
2: but but this is actually really good. This is this mm-hmm. this the Orville captures the the spirit of Star yeah. Trek, the uh
1: the next the, gen the original,
2: the original series and next gen. Yeah. Next gen was literally uh you could tell that next gen was the uh offspring of original series. How they actually look at social uh events and try to correlate them in their storylines. And it's like but yeah. Um hmm. I'm gonna be sad to see the Orville go. I really yeah. like I
5: can see it 'cause wasn't his intent. His intent was to create something funny, I believe.
2: Well, that's what he told Fox to so yeah. make it. And then like almost immediately upon getting it, he started making serious shows, which yeah. I think kind of pissed Fox off a bit, but
5: Oh, that, oh, maybe that's what his whole plan was anyway. farland has been know. pissing
2: Fox off for a long time, so <laughs> I'm mad because I just got my Orville cosplay back. I'm mm. now it's going away. Damn right. it! Oh, well,
1: yeah. Well, I see. Anyway, uh, Discovery uh, is going to have a season four. Uh, season three, we're what three or four shows in, three shows in, I think, right, right mm-hmm. now. Um, And it's, it's really good this season. It's interesting to learn about what the far future is like in the Star Trek universe. Um, And that there's um, effectively no Federation. Certainly, there's no Federation on the planet Earth. Spoiler Um, alert. (laughs) Yeah, they did visit planet Earth. um, What do you and that's, that's, oh, go ahead. And, and that's interesting to see what the, the future Earth looks like uh, with no Federation. Um,
2: what do you think about uh, All Access? Are, do you think they're expanding fast enough? Because, I, I, I mean, I like what they're doing now, but there's not enough of it. And it's like, uh, I know that the new Pike series is coming. Yeah. And I, I'm excited for that. Uh, Star Trek Discovery seems to have finally found its legs.
4: Yeah, Picard, another Picard, Picard coming. Picard series, the and lower the
1: Michelle, deck. the Michelle Yo uh, Section Thirty One series. I understand they've got the writers' room working on that.
4: So, oh, and I, lower decks. Yep, they have to bring
2: Michelle Yo back to the present, don't they? At some somehow, point? yeah. But all right, I uh,
1: and I imagine they will. Um, I think uh, they'll be they'll be setting that up at some point. So all
2: right, but it's like, is that enough? to literally con- to, to, to pay the bills. I mean, um, it's like, because basically, what have you got? Star Trek and NCIS on CBS All Access?
3: Oh, there's a ton of stuff. That's where I I mean, Evil is showing there and people mm. seem to like that.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's and a really good... And they've got
3: one. a lot of shows good. that's just not very targeted at, like, they've got Star Trek for us nerds, but not much else.
2: They've got yeah the the good fight. Um, so should they expand their their science fiction range? If you're if you're gonna be dangling Star Trek goodies, don't yeah. you want to dangle other things they might want to stick around for?
1: Yeah, well they've got the new Twilight Zone series. Um, Is that the Jordan Peele stuff? Yeah, cool. And they've got the Stand, uh, Stephen King's The Stand series. Um, mm. There's a new series okay. called uh, One Dollar. I'm not sure what that's about.
2: Apple, uh, Apple is giving up its uh, Foundation series. Mm. So, maybe, was it
1: why? Why is that? Was it too expensive? I, I,
2: don't, I, I It probably has something to do with the fact that you know the streaming wars are happening and they're not winning. Right. Know? Right. Uh, and, and sci-fi is extremely expensive to make with all yeah. the guy and mm-hmm. special effects you have to do. Right. So that sounds like something that. Uh, uh cbs all access might think about picking up i i it would fit in with where they're trying to go i think mm-hmm. revitalizing older franchises yeah So.
1: Uh, oh and i do like their short treks those are those are pretty cool the nice little what 10 10 minute little ep, vignettes episodes that kind of expand the universe or give you a little behind the scenes look at not necessarily behind the scenes is not what i meant but a different aspect something that we didn't have time to see in the regular series so they go in uh, and you see uh, certain characters explored a little bit more than um, the uh, regular episodes had time to do and so that's that's really good I, I, i really like those
2: would you like to see the prime universe continue in terms of movies or it is because CBS and Viacom have now merged? Right. Does it matter anymore? It's like, it's kind of like Prime's kind of that, it's like that embarrassing, you know, uh, yeah, we got drunk and did this. Let's not talk about it anymore. That's kind of <laughs> the feeling I get that, right. that they have about it.
1: Right. Yeah, but, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see where it goes.
2: Um, there's talk I, about making the Tarantino movie. There's talk about making Star Trek 4, which yeah. is, you know, uh kelvin universe stuff right. so it's like should uh should the kelvin universe go away i i'm it could be a great little like sandbox for them to do weird star trek stuff in yeah i'm,
3: uh, I'm fine with them doing weird star trek stuff in the kelvin universe what i want is another show that's based at based after star trek picard yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah, and that in Prime Universe, yes. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I want serious consideration of stuff in the Prime Universe, but yeah, you go play in the in the Kelvin Universe all you want, that's fine right. by me. Yeah,
3: yeah, I I want them to continue the mainline Star Trek story, uh, whatever, mm-hmm. and... post Voyager, post Picard, whatever. And
2: all right, did Voyager come back before the Enterprise's mission was over? Because which one would it be, post Voyager or post Picard?
4: Well, Picard, though, is...
2: Picard is way after Voyager came back.
4: Right.
2: So, Next Gen was the last in terms of the chronology of uh, the Prime Universe?
3: No. uh, No, Voyager would have been the last. Voyager would have been
2: the last. That's that's what I was wondering. Yeah. like So, Picard was, like, in the Admiralty by that point?
1: No, I don't think so. I think it was... He still would have been a captain. Yeah, he was still a captain. Um... Uh, the 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 uh, little uh, four episode comic series, uh, comic book uh, thing that they came out with in advance of the Picard series being released, kind of touched on that a little bit. But I don't I don't remember there being a date listed as to when he became an admiral. But uh, he was uh, uh, I think it had to do with the Romulan relocation um, when the uh romulan son was going to go supernova and picard went to the federation and see if
4: this see if this helps there's a i don't know if you can see this really good there's a
1: yeah i can see it Uh, and uh he went to the federation to propose a plan to rescue the romulans i think it was and they made him in charge of executing that plan i think that's when he was promoted to admiral So that would have been after Voyager's return.
2: What is... Okay, so... This
4: is uh, Picard's timeline. So So Rescue Armada is about
2: rescuing the Romulans? Yes. Okay.
1: And then, then you see right after that, so Picard leaves the Enterprise, right? So he left the Enterprise, and that's when he proposed the rescue for the Romulans... He was promoted to admiral given command of the uss verity and uh and then that whole process started but But then
2: didn't romulus uh, explode
4: yeah 2387 after he retired yeah
2: yeah
0: yeah so he
1: retired uh let's see yeah the children of mars so the Children of Mars is one of those Star Trek short treks, and that talks about uh, when the synths went uh, went rogue and uh, destroyed all the Mars Martian colonies.
2: I remember, I do. Yeah,
1: which I think, uh, which I think is is uh, interesting in relation to Star Trek Discovery now, and them being so <laughs> far in the future, and that. Uh, so they show some scenes from when there was this, they call it the burn uh, in Star Trek discovery. Well,
2: let's, let's not let's not throw down too many spoilers.
1: Yeah, no, I'm, this is not a spoiler. It's in the trailer. They That's, call it the burn. I won't say what the burn is.
2: Don't spoil it for me.
1: Uh, no, no. And so in the trailer, they talk about the burn, and I won't tell you what the burn is. But it's interesting in what when they go back and show some history of what happened there uh, you see a bunch of uh, Federation uh, starships at one point and the designs uh, there's, there's not a lot of variation in the design, but they are are fairly different from what we're used to. And I think that may have been due to the destruction of the fleet naval yards on Mars and them spinning up new design designs. Facilities elsewhere to design starships, so um, I thought that was kind of interesting. So,
2: well, um, cool. I'm glad that I'm glad that uh, Star Trek Discovery has started to find its legs. I am.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, yeah. It's got a, it's really a good season so far. It, um, it's I think you'll, I think you'll in like
2: season it. one and season two. It, it was having some problems, but it's like that's basically a conceptual and basically stunning incompetence in terms of how cbs managed season one and season two i
1: well uh, that was that uh, guy that was the head of cbs uh who didn't really give a shit about star well, trek I mean,
2: you can blame moon for season one but i blame kurtzman for season two yeah and it's like and it was so bad they literally had to move them a thousand years in the future
4: i think they had i think they did what they had to do to get it back on track
2: well because yeah because conceptual uh, errors were just you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, it but
4: was yeah. it was ugly, but I think, I we're think yeah, I think
2: season
1: life. two. The whole purpose of season two was to create an arc where they could get them into the future and sort of, you know, get now rid of in all in that past three, stuff.
2: the apology. Okay, I get. Yeah, it. yeah, that works for me.
1: Yeah,
3: I just I just want them to stop doing Star Trek series that are back around when we might meet Kirk or Spock or something. Yeah. <laughs>
1: i don't know i I, i'm looking forward to uh strange new worlds with uh spock Mm
2: -hmm. as long as they're careful about canon i want them to be as respectful canon as possible right Like, like i don't want them to violate canon and i almost feel like they did a little bit with the entire red angel bullshit so it's like right i think that like how the hell do they never bring up the klingon war in uh, the original series. If it happened 10 years before uh, the, the original five-year mission, you'd think they'd be talking about it once or twice.
3: Yeah. Oh, all well, the people but, who died,
2: yeah, all the shows,
3: ships they lost.
2: All that. Yeah. All you
4: really get out of it is they're at with the Klingons. You no, know,
2: it's like, they did, they lost. And, except for a Hail Mary from Discovery Right. The Federation, they, they they got beat so bad they lost, and you'd think that they'd bring that which is what I'm talking about. Don't play with Prime so much. Now, your idea of going like after Picard, after um next gen, going after Voyager, that's yeah. that's pristine territory. You can do whatever you want there, mm-hmm. but stop playing around so close to original series because it's, it's chafing. It's yeah. Enterprise was before original series, but they were mostly very uh respectful of what the timeline had but the well, only sure. thing i never really saw was they had romulans in it and they shouldn't have uh because they didn't meet the romulans until um, balance of terror
4: yeah but other than that yeah so, so they, the pike series hot. is all about pike though so it's pre pre kirk yeah, yeah. But, yeah but they but can still fuck up
3: the, they can still fuck up the timeline yeah.
2: Spock yeah. is in it, and Kirk is there. Kirk is somewhere in the universe.
4: I understand it's going to be like more. A, it's not going to be an ongoing, or is it going to be an ongoing? I right? just. It's go going
1: out. to be standalone episodes, more like the original series.
4: Which is perfect because then you just yeah. have this planet, that planet, that planet.
2: There. I'll be happy. Yeah, it's like a self-contained episodic thing. It's going to be. Yeah. Cool. I think. Kirk I'll is be... there. Kirk is an ensign or lieutenant somewhere. Right. In in the Federer in Starfleet, right then
1: right but and but obviously you wouldn't want to do things like running into the organians or
2: exactly you know and that's just it don't mess right. with the things because yeah they don't know about the organians they, or the gorn or or, or the, the romu or yeah. the romulans at this point or they still don't know about the the romulans and but there should be a romulan war right about then
1: yeah like, maybe
2: because I mean, in Balance of Terror, they say they just got done with the I war. I thought it was
1: a hundred years before there was a.
2: Was it a hundred years? It might have been. So Let me see if I can find that. So it's like I mean, they can do some neutral zone stuff, but they can't meet the Romulans because that's part of of canon. It's I like, just know at
5: the, at the very least, I don't want another Star Trek where rock and roll saves the day.
2: Yeah, you mean like all right? You're talking about Star Trek three. Movie.
5: Yeah. Uh, Where
2: they, they got the Mission Impossible director to do it. And it's
5: like, <laughs> just don't do that again.
2: That was yeah, that was a bit much. That was uh that that <laughs> that that was kind of a little jumping the shark kind of deal, which is probably you know gonna be the, the one of the main reasons why if they if they discontinue Prime Universe or I'm sorry, Kelvin universe is because of things like that. Yeah.
4: I just wanna see these guys. I need this right now. Yeah, okay, so the i like romulan. him
2: better with a beard though i gotta say yeah <laughs> i think this this spock looks better with a beard this guy looks like he couldn't buy cigarettes
4: he's not doesn't know. he's a younger spock
1: uh, right because he's only <laughs> like a first lieutenant or is he a is he a lieutenant or an ensign i think he's maybe an ensign
4: Ensign, i think
1: uh yeah so i i looked it up the uh the earth romulan war Uh, immediately preceded the incorporation of the United Federation of Planets. So it would have happened sometime after the last episode of Enterprise and before uh, Kirk's era. So that's about a hundred years. And
2: there, there is a show waiting to happen right there. The Romulan, Earth Romulan war. Yeah, that would be a great show. Cause I mean, you won't have any kind of formal Federation set up. So yeah, yeah, you have to be respectful of all the stuff in the future, but it, you know, for those people who are really into like combat scenarios you know it's like i think that would be a that would be a big seller but mm-hmm. yeah I, I don't care as long as they don't play around with cannon.
1: yeah i mean i i it, i think it would be tough to do that because i as i recall in the original series no one had ever seen a romulan before because the war was fought with missiles instead of starships mostly and so I remember when the first time they saw the Romulan commander, yeah. um, that guy that was the navigator on the Enterprise, the uh, yeah. yeah, looked at Spock and said, well, you know, they they looked a lot like uh, Vulcans. So he thought maybe Spock was part of that same group. So, uh,
4: Yeah, that might be a little dull if you never see the enemy. Right. What do you, what right. do you think of the what they did to the Enterprise Bridge? I thought it was pretty... Yeah, I thought they did it a nice. It was modern, yet they still yeah. kept the colors. They, they tried I like to keep the,
1: it. Yeah, I like the the uh, panel lights up above top. That kind of is an homage to, to the, old. the
3: original
4: design, yeah. right? Yeah, uh, but
3: it's not all lens flary like the right.
1: <laughs>
4: <Calvin> <laughs>
1: it's
3: universe. not
4: all JJ. <laughs> right.
1: But and I think they did a nice job of setting up the consoles and giving that that kind of you know sweeping look around the the edge there um uh evoking a lot of the original series design uh, so i think it's it's pretty cool i i would uh i would love to serve on that enterprise
2: <laughs> i'd love to serve on any enterprise yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> if
1: you could have your choice of ships uh, enterprise ships to serve on which one Ooh. would you choose john
2: um the um like it's got to be. Uh, it's a toss-up between the original and the Enterprise A. Okay, all so, right. Because I, I kind of like that refit. Yeah. After they refitted it, I did kind of dig that. But yeah.
4: How about you, Linda? I uh, I'm thinking next generation. Okay. I, I'm I'm still stuck in the 90s. I'm sorry. I, been- <laughs> I
3: want to be on the E. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Yeah,
5: the E is just pretty. Come it on. is.
2: It is. About, it is pretty.
1: How about you, Charles?
5: Yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I, I would never leave the holodeck. So <laughs> <laughs> it almost doesn't matter. Yeah. I will say if I if I had my perfect Star Trek, the next the next
2: show, I just what? see Charles leaving the holodeck, going made poor pavor <laughs> 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 Get in there. You need a bucket, you're going to need a bucket and a sponge. Wasn't there
1: something <laughs> in I think in one of the so I've seen like the first 3 or maybe 4 episodes of uh Below Decks uh animated series and I think in one of them doesn't somebody get assigned to um bio biofluid cleanup on the holodeck or something?
3: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that, I I think it's like the first First officer who's walking out.
5: <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm pretty sure the computer can because like uh I know on the enterprise on next generation enterprise the computer could put out fires and stuff. Yeah. I remember so i have to reading... figure I'd have to figure it'd be just like a regular there's, there's gotta be a self cleaning mode. Yeah.
1: Where you just lock on the biofluids and beam them out into space. You're something,
5: yeah, something, yeah. And then uh, some ultraviolet light, and you know. <laughs> ooh,
1: ooh. Yeah, for me, I would like uh the next gen ship is nice, it's just off so huge. I like the original series ship, um, but a smaller, yeah. But I would I would miss not having a holodeck to be able to go in and you know, create my own environment and do stuff. Although uh, to John's point, um, I think with, with, with uh, Android's uh, data specifically being, you know, this huge uh, danger, to the federation because he's an android and he could do anything i think the same thing's true on the holodeck because the holodeck you can turn the safeties off and how many times did we see the holodeck almost result in the destruction of the enterprise or you know uh the galaxy right um so this needs to be a light switch for the holodeck just yeah right i guess what
4: also surprises me is i like next gen because the sweeping uh you walk down a ramp it's very uh user friendly and now we're back to steps like with discovery it's all steps right. everywhere. What
1: happened to the ADA?
4: Yeah, exactly. Rules.
5: <laughs> but but to be fair what I'd really like to see next is um a Harry Mud series.
1: Yes. Oh yeah. That would be hilarious. I like to
2: follow him
5: on his adventures.
1: Yeah. That
2: actor kind of redefined Harry Mudd in a good way.
1: Yeah, like, I know he did. Oh, I, I love what they did with that and that that he's, he's one really, where uh
2: he's more of a dick than he was before. Yeah, uh,
1: I can't remember what the the Star Trek short is, but it reminds me of a fistful of dollars. I want to say a fistful of muds, but it was all those copies of Harry Mud.
4: Yes. Yeah. Jippers on a beach. Oh. Jippers
1: on a beach. Oh my god, that was hilarious. But yeah, he would make he would make for a great series, I think just all of his run-ins and, and the trouble he causes. I mean it would be great to to have you know a deal where some of the problems that happened elsewhere that we're familiar with um in the original series were initially caused because of something uh, Harry Mud did that we just didn't know about until now.
3: So do we know how Harry Mud dies? No. So yes. I think here's what I would do for a Harry Mudd series. There he is. I would send him to the future like prime timeline future uh-huh. and make a series okay. about him getting back on his feet like learning the future getting <laughs> back on his feet causing yeah. brand new problems and just like being the bane of some some starship captain
1: <laughs> right
2: yeah he would be good at that like yeah, that would be a fun
3: series just no like wonder. send him to the future you don't have to screw around with the canon that way right that explains why he
4: disappears from other don't
3: shows about him
1: yeah
4: <laughs> yeah he's that a, would be great he's a good actor for that too
3: like maybe do something like mm, like a step like have a have the series start off with him like addressing the Addressing like the Federation Council as like the leader of some new, some new faction of government, and just be like, okay, so how did I get here?
1: Right, right. Yeah, there's another scene from that Harry Mudd episode. Yeah, that was awesome, and I I, I did love the short trek episode too that dealt with the origin of the Tribbles.
3: Yeah, that was a good one.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah,
3: and well. I mean- that, that should have been like what really pissed the Klingons
1: off at. Yes, us.
4: right, right. But my favorite part of that was the guy walking with the big sucker tube. Yeah, <laughs> that tube
1: reminded me head of head something out the, of a uh, Doctor um, uh, Seuss episode.
4: Yes, yeah. right, because
1: awesome. you hear the tube going boop, boop, bloop as it's sucking up tribbles. <laughs>
2: tribbles. Oh, I am my. the Lorax. I speak for the trees. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. Yeah. yeah. Tribbles should have been what caused the Klingon war. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I
1: for can sure. see that. <laughs> well, uh, we're uh, getting close to time here. I think that maybe the last thing we might want to just talk about is um, something that's been in the news recently about um, how uh, theaters are having a tough time coping during the pandemic. And uh, a number of large theater chains um, are complaining about the fact that they're running out of money. And, and many, uh, well, specifically AMC theaters has said that uh, they've got enough money to last through the end of the year. But beyond that, um, they're going to be in serious financial trouble. So, um, you know, what do you guys think about, it, it, now that we're in the age of streaming and all, um, are movie theaters still relevant and what should be done to save them? can anything be done to save them
3: i mean movie movie going to movies is still lots of fun like yeah. end game just wouldn't have been the same experience outside yeah. of the theater right like yeah. i i think they're like movie theaters aren't gone just because of streaming we've had streaming sure but what we've had is covid and yep. they should have been one of the businesses that yeah maybe we should have uh, helped support like Yeah, and paid so that they didn't help spread the virus, so that we could have been over sooner, so they could have been back in business sooner. Although
1: I wonder if you know the the pandemic only accelerated the inevitable. Because I mean,
2: it's like movies actually spent the money they they released in the theater, they made the money, then they'd be released to various venues, including streaming. Yeah. is net netflix is famous for not being committed they don't they don't have long lasting series mm-hmm. they would never have made uh the mcu right it's like who would have made the mcu without the traditional theater system without the traditional studio system uh nobody so if we lose theaters we're gonna it's gonna change the face of entertainment and i don't think for the better
1: do you think um, do you think though that the face of entertainment is already changing simply because oh, it is yeah of streaming and you know you have these expensive series like the Mandalorian and Star Trek Discovery and stuff like that 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 are very expensive to produce and whereas in the past we would have you know maybe 24 episodes in a season for a particular series and now we're down to more like 10 episodes in a season
2: yes and you're also seeing there's the saturation point is being reached in terms of streaming networks it's like Mm -hmm. like apple's brave new world is now being canceled right and i think that would be uh, awesome but it's like I hope another streaming service picks it up. I do. And it
1: and, and canceled but, because of the fact that Apple's not competing well in the streaming market. No. Streaming no. space. Yeah.
2: Which no. I, I, I worry about uh, CBS All Access because it's it's got to up its game a bit. Because it's like, I mean, because like HBO Now, or Max, I'm sorry, has come out of the gate with some serious chops. Yeah. And there's Disney+. Plus. And, yeah. uh, and disney plus comes with hulu and you've got netflix which has has a, a long record so i i was like we're starting to see the real battles in the in the paywall wars and it's like i don't yeah. know who's gonna win but apple's losing yeah uh, so not, I remember, oh go ahead
3: uh, yeah I, I didn't mean to interrupt but not everyone like, not everyone can have their own streaming platform. Some people are going to have to make content for other people's streaming platform and just, sure. Like, that's how they'll make the money.
2: Yeah. Indeed. So, like, Apple's going to probably go. Um, uh, YouTube uh, has, has severely curtailed its original productions. Um, I don't think YouTube's going to be a player anymore. Mm -hmm. it's
3: like yeah i never cared about youtube's original productions i just want to watch stuff without ads that's why i subscribe to them
2: see i Mm -hmm. I don't care about the ads actually you know i i I guess i've i've spent my whole life with ads to the point where ads are actually just a part of how i live it's like if an ad comes on i go to the bathroom or i make a sandwich or something it doesn't even
3: work that doesn't work so well with YouTube, though, because if you spend four hours watching YouTube, like Katie and I will, uh, you get an ad every th- five minute video.
2: I it, You do. And now it's they've a- gotten into this double ad thing where they do two ads at once. It's like they have an ad, then they do another ad, then you can click to move on. It's like mm-hmm. you know, that's, that's <laughs> about enough of that. I, I you know. Yeah,
1: uh, the one thing I am getting tired of on YouTube is every time I go out there, it it pops up that little message saying, "Oh, try try our free trial of commercial-free YouTube." Yeah. And how many times do I have to say no to that before <laughs> they stop asking? <laughs> A million uh, times. That's it, it, how you say it's, yes. It's to the point now that they've irritated me so much that I'm never going to try it because they've just freaking pissed me off i'm sick of seeing that goddamn message no i don't want to try your free trial if i did i would have done it long ago stop asking
2: youtube triggered bill oh wow that's that's the one thing
1: that pisses me off now to no end i don't give a shit about the commercials stop asking me to fucking buy your service
2: what are you gonna do to them i mean are you gonna gonna hijack their cars and stuff? i'm on the
1: edge baby
3: i'm (laughs) on
2: the edge
1: i'm on the
3: edge jerry Bill, if you do something that brings ads back to YouTube for all of us, I will find a way to destroy
1: you. Uh, <laughs> I, I, you know, I just want them to stop asking me to freaking subscribe. I've answered how many times do I have to answer that question? It's like uh, you know uh, that freaking section of uh, Young Frankenstein where the uh, Frau Blucher Ovaltine? is asking, uh, "Yeah, do you want something? <laughs> do you want something before you go to bed?" nothing you know. thank yeah. you how many times you have to say <laughs> nothing thank you
2: <laughs> oh i do you need a hug because it seems really personal
1: i it's, do
4: i'm really mad well, right. maybe,
3: maybe we should change the subject so that Bill yes
1: filled it. right so i can calm down a
3: little
4: well bit. wait we never really covered the fact that theaters are empty it's and
2: like, you get the article I sent about AMC losing $900 million in this last quarter, which yeah. is the last three months. Right. I, like,
4: I, I just miss. Like, I mean, here's an example of why you still want to be able to have movies at a movie yes, theater.
2: That yeah. Is. Yes, it is. I, it's, absolutely it's a community right. thing.
4: It is. Yeah. I mean, there are certain things that when you share, I mean, I remember going to what was the doctor who movie that came out and it was the biggest deal, the
1: day of the doctor,
4: the day of the doctor. And everybody was like dressed up in their doctor who stuff. And it was a blast they had
1: their sonic screwdrivers. And
4: I, yeah, there, I mean, there are certain, certain things,
1: certain events or certain that, that um, picture, blockbusters.
2: That picture that, was intense. Can you put that back up for a sec? You it's bet. Like, Cause that one is, they all have those are all, those no those are all expensive too. Those are not the cheap FX. <laughs> these ones. are nerds. Right. <laughs> these are like ultra sabers, kyber lights. These are. No, like, I see a few cheap ones in there. Where? That's all oh, right. Oh, there it is. I see a red one over on the, on yeah. the left. Side, but yeah, yeah. there's one on the right side. But a lot of these, the preponderance of them, these are like two hundred dollars, three hundred dollars sabers. Like, I
3: mean, that's what that's the nerd uh, status
1: symbol. Come on, that red one on the left looks like one that they got at Galaxy's Edge.
4: Oh, the ones with the lights that go yeah. to the side, that yeah, lights up and that, down as you turn the FX it on. Style
1: and
2: off. Of, of lightsaber. Yeah, yeah. So, so that's what Galaxy's Edge has is like FX style sabers. Yeah, yeah my, this is my what double I missed. saber, my double saber works like that, uh-huh. and, but it's like I, I don't prefer the FX, I prefer the Ultra Saber.
1: Yeah, also, well, right.
3: Um, uh, so on theaters though like the theater experience has changed a lot over the last couple decades yeah because when i when i was in college it was still the you waited in line on uh, on premiere night to see if you could get tickets mm. right yeah and then you got tickets online yeah and you had your seat reserved right and now we've got a um, like the the experience where you have a more comfortable seat and you can get dinner with your meal uh the whole alamo draft house experience is what kind of the way that uh theaters are going to
2: got a message from jenna yeah alex trebek died
4: no oh no well that yeah he did have pancreatic cancer
2: i know but it's like damn uh, he's been a fixture of my existence. He's just been in the background of my life forever. It's like, damn. Yeah. Huh. Well, rest in peace.
1: Uh, well, they come in threes. Um, so they say. Way to, way
2: to be optimistic, Bill. They come <laughs> in threes, I'm thinking uh,
1: Rush Limbaugh will be next.
2: Um, uh, All right. I, I, if I, if I it turns out if you're foreshadowing Mark Hamill's death, I'm going to be mad at you.
1: No, no. He's going to be around for years.
2: Well, yeah, yeah. Carrie Fisher should still be around, too, but look at that. I mean...
1: Right, true. Well,
0: let's not borrow trouble
1: there. No. Well.
4: Hey, he lived to 80. That's pretty good for a guy with uh, pancreatic cancer. Well,
2: do you want movies to stick around? Do you want to... I think I'd like
4: to see movie
1: theaters stay around because there are some movies that you want to get together as a big group and go see them, these these large blockbusters and, and... um, stuff that that you know is. Um, I think they might have a comeback. Experienced in a group.
4: I think they might have a comeback after people have been trapped inside for so long with COVID and not able to get out. I truly think they're going to have a comeback.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I think people will go. I think, I think it's a lot more attractive to young kids who maybe don't have you know. Uh, they, they live with their parents, but they want to go out with their friends and go see right, a movie yeah. and not do it at their parents' house. Right. Um, whereas older adults are probably more into the streaming and would just rather sit at home, Netflix and chill.
3: I think there's room for that. You can, you yeah. can stream and you can have the live thing. Okay. Uh, the movie yeah. theaters might just have to accept that there's going to be a new normal and adapt their business. Like what I'm saying, like with the Alamo thing where you get dinner and you watch the movie, (laughs) that is a good argument for not streaming it.
1: Right. Right. You're
3: just, I I think that business, like theaters like the Alamo will continue to do well after the pandemic lifts Yeah, because it's still much more of an experience Mm -hmm. that you, they offer something that you just can't get at home. Right.
2: Yeah. It's like, yeah, you, you can't get someone to come bring you fries at home. You have to go make fries at home. And it's like, you
1: know. Well, you've got Uber Delights or Delivers or whatever, right? Well, that's that's my idea of dinner
4: and a movie right there. That's awesome. That's pretty good. <laughs> I'd do that. Yeah.
2: It's like two star service at a at a theater.
4: That's yeah. a whole
2: thing.
1: Candeliers. Very nice. All right. Well, All right. I think we're. We're reaching our time limit here. Does anybody have any final thoughts?
3: Uh, the new Spider-Man game comes out a day before my birthday. And what about Mass Spider-Man Miles Morales. I figured you'd want to definitely talk about Mass Effect.
4: He's a good-looking Spider-Man. I gotta tell you.
1: Yeah.
3: Yeah, and the gameplay—it's it, the gameplay looks very similar to the last Spider-Man game, but he's uh, Miles Morales. Uh, definitely gets a different, a different suite of powers. So that's going to be a lot of fun to, to play. Oh. And the last game was amazing. So I'm looking forward to this one. And John was also right. I can't wait for the Mass Effect uh, remastering coming mm-hmm. out on coming out for all major platforms and hopefully we'll hear the switch. That's that's on my birthday list. I want to hear that it's coming out for the Switch.
4: What's nice. the Switch?
3: That's my. Uh, that's the Nintendo console Gaming that platform. can be handheld and in the TV. Uh, so I so can is, take Mass Effect with me wherever I go.
4: So hmm. is this Mass Effect 3?
3: No, it's Mass Effect 1, 2, and 3. They're re-releasing oh, the trilogy.
4: Okay. Oh, uh, oh, okay.
3: And remastering it, and it'll have all the DLC, all the extra stuff, uh, they're going to be updated. What's DLC? The graphics. What's DLC? Uh, downloaded content. So oh. uh, Mass Effect content. has extra story content that you can pay for and extra characters that you can get in your squad.
2: Okay. Uh, it looks like Mass Effect Legendary has, it will be compatible with PlayStation 4, Xbox, PC, um, and, nice. and next gen consoles. I don't see. Uh, switch listed anywhere? That
3: not yet. Uh, we're still holding out hope. We're holding out hope. All right. But, I mean, next gen consoles; those also come out this month. PS Five and the Xbox, uh, whatever.
2: Xbox One for this particular uh, game. Yeah. All right.
3: The Xbox naming conventions are really weird.
2: Indeed, yeah. it, it it's uh, there seems to be no actual logic. It's like PlayStation, what's the next one gonna be? Five.
3: No oh, wait, this is the <laughs> Xbox One X. The last one was the Xbox One because its nick's name its nickname was the X Bone. Bone? Xbone. Xbox One.
2: Okay, okay. I get it.
3: All right. Yeah. Oh no, the Xbox Series X is the one that's coming out this month like i said there's no sense to the xbox naming conventions
2: hmm. all right
1: well sounds good all right folks well thanks for listening to another episode of the galactic driftwood podcast hope you'll join us next time i'm sure we'll have some more lots more interesting things to chat about um remember you can catch us um our website is galactic And of course we're on YouTube and streaming platforms. Um, if you have a favorite one, I'm sure we're there. So, uh, but if we're not go to our website and you can find links to the platforms we're on from there. So um, thank you all for listening and we will catch you all next time. Bye-bye.
0: Bye. Bye.